0: First podcast, the maiden voyage of the Fitness Dow channel. We're going to be talking about poor investment nutrition. Our guest today is Jeff Lofgren. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning. So, what brings you in the the center today, Jeff? Well, we're doing a little 5 a.m. workout. You know, typical
1: Monday, Wednesday, Friday routine.
0: Okay. So, before uh, you started coming in, why don't you go through a day of your meals? day of my meals, okay. Um, And then we'll break that down after this. Sure, sure. So, you know,
1: wake up at 7, 7 o'clock, whatever, get ready for work. I would skip breakfast just about every day. Um, Go to work, do my thing, about 10 o'clock or so, I'd head to the gas station, get just absolute garbage, energy drinks, whatever they have, just the worst possible food you can imagine. Slam that and then uh, wouldn't eat lunch, basically go until 6, 7,
0: 8 o'clock at night and stuff my face and that was it. Alright, so tell me um, how big of a role did alcohol play in that routine? Were you drinking a couple times a week, on the weekends? Tell me about that. Mostly on
1: the weekends, occasionally weeknights, but that definitely didn't help things. And It was never, you know, it was always beer. It was obviously uh, not good options.
0: Okay, so like I said today, it's about poor investment nutrition. What is poor investment nutrition? Poor investment nutrition is when you're eating foods and they're not giving you a desirable ROI or a return on the investment of the nutrition. For example, if I eat a greasy burger, I'm not going to be able to perform at my best because my body is executing a lot of its resources just to break down the processed chemicals of the food. Now, Jeff, what is your favorite "Quote unquote bad food to eat to this day." Pizza. All right, now that's pretty vague. Now tell me about that. Is it a homemade pizza? Is this particular pizza? It's it's Friday night. You're gonna go get the pizza. Where's it from? Tell me about it.
1: Ooh, uh, I used to go to a place a lot called the Pizza, Pub. pizza N- Pub. Not a paid sponsor, but you know. Um. <laughs> they're not. No, they're they're not, not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Uh, give us a call. No. Um, yeah, just typical thin crust house pizza. Just. I mean, no pizza is good for you, but it's that or uh, do a lot of Domino's, which is probably the worst pizza you could get.
0: Okay, what kind of what kind of toppings we get on the Domino's?
1: Uh, typically, typically like a Philly cheese steak, you know, green peppers and onions and steak and
0: lots of cheese. Okay, all right. So, did you ever play Super Mario Brothers? Yes. Okay. So you know every board. Mario has a time frame, Mm -hmm. whether it's, I think it's three minutes, two and a half minutes, something like that. Sure. If he doesn't make it to the end in that time, he dies, all right? So it's a lot like your day, everybody. So you have a certain finite amount of energy. Everything you do either enhances it or detracts from it. So for example, a greasy pizza, like I said before in the analogy, it's going to break it down. It's going to take your resources that you'd normally be using for repairing your body. it's going to have to work on getting rid of these toxins now you say well that's great but how do i get high energy providing foods that are going to give me a positive return on my investment well step number one is you want to stay away from processed and packaged foods now i know people say well everything's processed and packaged to a degree even vegetables come in a box you want to look at the ingredient list and you want it as close to nature as possible all right so A lot of things are going to have salt, that's fine to a degree, I mean salt's going to be a preservative as long as it's just not too much, and what would be too much, well, look at the RDAs, but the recommended daily allowance is not to exceed 2,500 milligrams a day of salt, so try to equate that in your day and see where you're at. Uh, Vegetables, lean meats, try to go organic. Uh, For example, if people are eating like red potatoes, which is a pretty good option. That is a dark shade vegetable which grows in the ground. Basically, it is a sponge of pesticides and toxins, whatever they're using to fertilize and deter uh, vermin from the crops. If you're going organic, you have at least a better chance of getting a pure natural food. You're still gonna get some cross-contamination. There's always a risk of that, excuse me, but it's better than not. Uh, Now, Jeff, what are some of the biggest challenges you faced when you started going cleaner on your food?
1: Um, convenience factor, I think, was the biggest thing for me. It's I mean, it's so much easier to just go to the store and pull something off the shelf than it is to actually sit and plan ahead and meal prep and and put the work into it to get the investment.
0: So when you're running around and you don't know what you want for lunch and you're kind of crunched and you inevitably go through a drive through, does that decision making process is that a stressor or no? Or is it exciting because it's like a treat?
1: It's it's exciting up until the point where I order the food and then I realize, oh, what what am I doing here? And sure. then, you know, it, it never makes me feel good afterwards. It's always always almost instant regret.
0: And that is the case. Another thing, too, if you go to these fast food places at prime time, you end up waiting 10, 15 minutes, sometimes, depending on where you're at. If you go in a place, you're sitting there waiting. Now what I'm, what I'm talking about is if you're doing this every day, that's hours a week that you could have used meal prepping your food. I think uh, one of the biggest challenges is people don't see the point in the day-to-day. They do well for a couple days and then they lose sight because they don't have a strong enough goal. So right now, if you don't mind sharing with the audience, you currently have a goal of? Uh, 225 right now. Okay, great. So if I was being that guy who says, all right, you got a goal, you know what you want to do, when do you want to do that by? Have you given yourself a time frame?
1: I haven't necessarily set a time frame um hopefully by the end of the summer and i'd I'd like to think that's attainable it's almost july now
0: so if you don't mind sharing we were what this morning this morning we were what were we 241.9 241.9 so we got 16.9 pounds to lose now if i said very conservatively a pound a week it'd be 16 weeks or four months so that would put us at July, August, September, end of October. Now, we're going to go probably a pound and a half a week. So if I'm doing the math quick in my head, that's about 12 weeks. Sure. And depending, you know, loss, gain, whatever, realistically, 10 weeks. We'll put 10 weeks. Sure. Okay, so that's going to be two and a half months. That's going to put us all of July, all of August. Boom, middle September, you're there. Still got some nice weather, Mm -hmm. 225 and uh what's the reward now a lot of people objectify or they object to the reward system i think it can be a healthy thing i know they say well don't buy yourself material objects to reward yourself but i mean at the end of the day you gotta do what makes you happy and whatever motivates you as long as it's a positive thing and it's not hurting anybody else uh you want a motorcycle yep okay do you know what kind of motorcycle you want
1: um it's one of those things i can never make up my mind the longer i think about it the more options I have. I'm thinking like a Triumph Street Twin or Speed Twin, possibly a Honda CB 1100, uh, Indian FTR 1200, something in that,
0: okay. something in that realm. Okay. Okay. So you see how the poor food investment—if a person did that constantly, unless they have superb genetics, they're really never going to get there. Right. Okay. So, in spite of your best efforts of working out, sleep, training, cardio, if you're putting poor quality food in your body, you're just exhausting yourself more. That's my major point. Is Bad food exhausts your system, okay? It doesn't allow itself to run efficiently. Efficiency. Efficiently. There you go. There you go. And processed food is exactly what we're talking about here. So if I asked you, what do you think the best example of an overly processed food, what would come to mind? Ooh, overly processed food? I...
1: I mean, anything out of a plastic bag, like chips, or
0: just, the th- I, I don't know, that's, the that's what I think of. The thing that comes to my mind is a piece of Velveeta cheese. Ooh, is that is that classified as food by the that's FDA? Food. Or a Twinkie.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? I mean, yeah, yeah everybody talks Nobody about it really knows Twinkies. Nobody knows what's in Nobody Twinkies. knows what's in Twinkies. Um, stuff that sits out all day, stuff that can be in a cupboard or for or Like a like a
1: McDonald's cheeseburger that never breaks down
0: I have found McDonald's fries when I used to sell cars that I did for a brief moment we would detail these cars and there would be fries under them and they look like they just came out of the package
1: yeah
0: and who knows they could have been years old hmm so if it's not breaking down in nature what's that tell you what it's doing in your system it's just building I mean up. It's, it's that much harder because your body has uh, acids and such that break things down in your stomach but the harder the subject, or the harder the matter is to break down, the harder your body has to work. So a lot of people, you ever have acid reflux? Yep. Okay. Um, That's like an overaction of stomach acids, All right. Plus, people say, well, you got your little valve in there, your esophageal valve. I I forget the name of it right now, the scientific name. Uh, But that can disrupt it as well, which is true. But a lot of people that have acid reflux, they eat too late at night. They eat the wrong foods at night. They're drinking alcohol. They're having a Way too acidic foods and things of that nature. So, we're going to start wrapping this up. We got about five minutes left. This was a quick test podcast to see how recording goes and editing goes. Uh, if I asked you before you started coming here, if you wanted to eat healthy, what would you intuitively think to do your first step? Uh, I mean, cut out those processed foods and start to. You
1: know, meal prep, do some more vegetables, do some, I mean, cleaner protein stuff
0: like that. Okay. Would you know why you're doing that, though?
1: Not necessarily. I mean, I, I know cleaner stuff is better for you, but I guess I never really knew the the reason behind
0: it. Sure, sure. So let's touch briefly on uh, macronutrients. You'll hear that a lot. Everybody's trying to calculate their macros, see where their macros are supposed to be. Um, do I advise it? I think it's a good, it's a good practice to kind of know what you're at rather than writing down every single calorie, but you gotta put yourself in check every once in a while and see where you're at. So you have carbohydrates, which contain four calories per gram. You have protein, which contains four calories per gram, and you have fat, which contains nine calories per gram. Uh, And there's alcohol, which basically contains seven calories per gram that people don't equate for uh, because it doesn't normally reflect itself on on the labels, but it basically digests and breaks down like seven calories per gram. Processing agents are really hard to break down, and we have uh, war gum, uh, maltodextrin. Uh, a lot of people know what, um, if you've ever heard, uh, no MSG. You know, 30 years ago, people said, oh, no MSG. Chinese food was, uh, you know, super popular for having MSG. A lot of people don't know what MSG stands for. Okay, it's monosodium glutamate. Alright, and basically, it's just another process chemical that your body has a harder time breaking down. Trans fat, that's a big marketing word that's been used. Basically, that's a plasticky type chemical uh, through processing and heat that your body doesn't like to break down either. And uh, all these things that your body's trying to do for the day and still make you function to be its best, uh, what it's going to do is if it has priorities, it's going to store things. And that's how we start getting tumors and different maladies that affect the body. The body's just trying to keep us running 100%. We're giving it 60% and it's doing the best with what it can do. It's a very logical thinking machine. So we want to try to flush these things out. We want to make sure we're getting plenty of water. And what's plenty of water? Shoot for 60 ounces. Um, Of course, always advise your doctor if you've been taking medications or you've been on certain regimen before you start changing everything. Uh, Some people drinking too much water can be a detriment to their health. Uh, drinking water, working on your stress level—it's probably one of the most important factors. If you have a lot of stress, you got to put yourself in check to see what's causing you stress and what you can kind of, what you can kind of get rid of. All right. If you're around negative people all the time, get rid of them. If they're family, well then you got to tell them to change or, or something's got to change because you can't put yourself through that. If you can't stand your job, and maybe it doesn't uh, work for you to quit right now. Well, start looking for uh, other positions while you still keep your job. But things got to change. You got to put yourself in that environment that can foster health and wealth and happiness. Uh, starting off with food, like I said, we're going to hit that one more time about the non-processed foods, as close to nature as possible, drinking water, fruits, veg- vegetables, and uh, fruits are sparingly. I mean, I, I know people that say, well, I'm just eating fruit all day, and they're getting like 600 grams of sugar. That is not good you got to look at the glycemic index to see how fast this stuff breaks down. There is literally volumes of conversations we could have about this. But basically, the point of this one was just to get you thinking about the currency of food. If you had to assign a dollar amount of energetic value to everything you put in your mouth, what would that look like? Like a Big Mac would be negative. Okay, that's like you're just bounced to check every time you eat a Big Mac. Um, fresh broccoli with some salmon baked salmon with some lemon juice now you're talking now you're a positive currency that's gonna with the omegas in it and the, the fibrous waterous nutrients from the vegetables now you're gonna be in the black on that so do your research look at high vibration high energy foods plus you can take a perfectly nutritious meal and if you cook it wrong you can wreck degrade the nutrients as well overcooking um, frying excessively using the wrong cooking agents uh, using a lot of fake sprays, things of that nature. All these things we're going to touch on in later podcasts. But I wanted to bring Jeff on, uh, get you to know him a little bit about his history and what he's been doing and how how he's changing his food. Now, Jeff, one of the biggest things that you started to do is meal prep. Yep. And how's that going for you?
1: Meal prep is still a struggle just because, I mean, every time I get into it, it's, it seems like it's a two-, three-hour process, but it's – I mean, I mean, it's either. Have I
0: been recording at all this time? Oh, okay. I was just hitting the cheer button.
1: Oh. Yeah. There's a
0: cheer. You button. can't hear it because you don't have headphones yet.
1: Okay, so. Uh, we'll edit that up. <laughs> no, so. Uh, food prep has still, still been a big, uh, big struggle for me because I don't, I don't like taking two, three hours out, you know, at one chunk and, and sitting there, and it seems monotonous to me, but it's. You know, it's either doing that or, or waiting 15, 20 minutes to get my food every day and just, you know, go on that route, but, um, yeah, it's something I need to work on, but it's, yeah, I definitely see the benefits of it. It's a lot nicer being able to grab something out of the fridge and
0: roll in with it. Absolutely. And everybody who's out there that's new to the food prep world, you're trying to change years of, uh, well, not the best behavior to something that's going to change. So it is going to take a bit. But I tell you what, inevitably, every time a person meal preps and has their food ready, they are glad they did it. All right? It makes things so much easier just to grab their stuff, have it ready. That's a stressor in their day they just don't need and they don't have to worry about. That being said, we are going to wrap up our first podcast, our maiden voyage of the Fitness Dow Channel, and we'll be back soon. Have a great day. Bye.